This episode of Global Impact is brought to you by Support DDS. Support DDS provides dental offices with complete front desk support that includes insurance verification, billing and collections, and reactivation of patients. Sign up for no contract services today on supportdds.com. Hey, this is J.W. Oliver, and uh, we've got a very special guest, Dr. Suleiman Ahmed. And uh, Dr., how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fantastic, and uh, we're excited to have you on Global Impact for a lot of reasons, but most importantly, you're from Zimbabwe. Tell me about that. That's right. I was, uh, I was born and I uh, grew up in Zimbabwe, um, so I have a lot of... Uh, very exciting and fond memories of, of growing up out there. And then, uh, you know, obviously when we found out what you're doing and the link to Zimbabwe, uh, you know, was, was excited about talking about it a little bit. And then here we are. Well, I'm going to read a little bit of your bio. Uh, uh, Dr. Med is a founder, chairman, and CEO of DECA Dental, instrumental in shaping and overseeing DECA's dental growth strategy, strategy and culture. In 2008, he opened his first dental practice and set out to create a truly patient-centered model his belief in putting patients first is fundamental backbone of DECA Dental's core values and patient care delivery model. Under his leadership, DECA has grown rapidly, become one of the industry's fastest growing and most respected organizations to receive several honors and awards, including Inc. Magazine's top 5,000 fastest growing companies, uh, top 100 companies in the Dallas region, and the 21st fastest growing company in the Dallas-Fort Worth region. That's big. Dr. Med has achieved many honors and awards. Two of the more notable include 2017 EY Entrepreneur of the Year, Glassdoor's top CEOs list for 2021 with a 98% rating, sought after speaker, entrepreneurial, motivational guru, and he is a dedicated to the community as well. Dr. Ahmed obtained his Doctor of Dental Medicine from Tufts University in Boston, and again, I'm really excited. I, I know how busy you are, and we've known each other a few years. I've uh, been to your office. We've met. Uh, we've done some projects together, but we've never had an opportunity to sit in this kind of setting. So, uh, again, just, just thanks for being here. Yeah, no, absolutely. My pleasure. Well, how did you look, just a quick, how did you transition from, from Zimbabwe and now to here you are in Dallas, Texas? Uh, how, how did you make that transition and get to where you are today? Yeah, so just, uh, you know, grew up there. I was 18 and, and uh, Zimbabwe has a great uh, educational system all the way up to the end of high school. Um, but when you get into colleges or universities, as they like to call them back there, um, you know, there's, there's just not a huge selection. So a lot of people either go to South Africa, uh, the UK, the US or Australia. My dad had family out in the U.S. And so, you know, just just like any uh, teenage boy, I think the, the thought of coming to America just was amazing. And uh, so that's what really prompted at 18. I left for college. That's that's what brought me here. Um, at that time, there was not there was no real goal of, of saying, hey, I'm going and never coming back. I think the plan was you just finish out college and then figure it out. And either you go back or, or you or you stay here. Um, so I, I came out, uh, started started college in in Florida, um, and then anyways, you know, finished up. Went to Boston was as you mentioned, you know, just went out there for dental school, uh, came back, and then you know worked worked in the Dallas area, and Dallas has been home uh, 
since then. So I, I joke with my wife. I think I've spent, you know, a little more time in the U.S. than than Africa now, but it's still, you know, it's just still very close to my heart. Yeah, yeah, we've we've talked about that a few times, and and of course, uh, what year would that have been when you left as a eighteen? Yeah, so that was ninety seven. Okay. Yeah, yeah, those were some, and for Zimbabwe during that time, that was some pretty tumultuous times as well. Right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot has happened there, obviously, over the years, and uh, you know, it, it's a challenge. And I think the the fact that you guys are working with people back there uh, is is honestly that's that's kind of why I wanted to come on here and then talk to you about it because it's uh, you know, you always have that bond, you know, being born there, growing up there. I still have a lot of friends uh, back there. And uh, I think what you guys are doing with in the in the space and, and creating that because, you know, everyone in Zimbabwe speaks English, you know, and if you think about the world and how many countries, there's not, you know, it, it's very high in terms of fluency. Um, and, and as you know, I've lost mine, but a lot of them have the, the English accent from it being Rhodesia back in the day. And so, uh, and very hardworking, very humble people. So I think that, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, we had people from Zimbabwe answering calls in our dental offices here, it was kind of a surreal uh, moment. Like I'd have never, ever thought leaving that there'd be a way to link Zimbabwe and dental and the U.S. and, and it would all, uh, you know, all, all for one cause. So just it's remarkable. Well, it, it really is. And, and I think it's uh... A, a, a tribute that you, you recognize that, you know, out of the, out of the, and the research will tell you, out of the 54 countries in Africa, Zimbabwe still ranks the number one or two in not only literacy rate, but university education rate. So, as you know, parents know that with uh, an unofficial 80% unemployment rate, that they've got to give somebody a step up or a leg up or how to get ahead. And that is usually through some sort of university education. So they'll go and get IT or accounting or uh, some background that uh, marketing that will enable them to get that. But uh, I'm, I'm assuming then as there is now, there was really no opportunities for dental school, which, which there's not there now as well. So that, yeah, that no, that's changed. right. I mean, look, I, I, at that point, I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking of being a dentist. I was just trying to <laughs> get a degree, to have fun, you know. And uh, but yeah, but that that's right. I think that that is a often frustrating part is uh, you know that that lack of that higher level education. What what do you what do you do? And then obviously politically, a lot has changed back there too. So yeah, and I, and I think just in the last maybe well twenty years, but probably even more so in the last ten years, there's been the ability to leverage the technology to be able to be have a stable um, uh, internet and one that didn't have the latency for using calls, as you said, utilizing them for inbound calls, outbound calls. And it's nice. I, you, you say you haven't lost your English accent and they know you haven't, but you know, you left there when you were 18 and, and, and pretty much your language is, is formed by that time by far, right? I mean, it, it's come a long way. So while you may have lost the, the English twang, so to speak, you're you're definitely a, an example of how well they do speak in Harare. That's uh, Harare specific, the capital, but Zimbabwe in general. Is that correct? Yeah, no, that's 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 actually very very accurate. I think the fluency, um, the 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 desire, everybody wants to get educated, you know, and, and there's a very big emphasis on that, and it's a very progressive people. I think it's just politically, there's just been some setbacks, but I think you know 
tapping into the youth and and doing what you guys are doing, you, you you probably see how how smart and you know how engaged they are, you know, and and very aware of of everything, um, you know, because to be able to, you know, work be there and understand what a customer we call them guests in our offices here wants and be able to solve and answer and schedule, um, and you know some of the things you guys do, it's it's not always easy when you think about the cultural differences, um, you know. In, in another way to look at it is, you know, could we take uh, uh, people in America and have them provide the same service over there. It's there's a little bit of a learning curve, and and I think that's just testament to how adaptable and uh, you know they have a lot of humility and 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 I, you know that those are just values um, almost all Zimbabweans have. It's just I, I don't know how to how to explain it, uh, but it's just kind of how we grew up. Is is the best way I could sum it up. Probably adaptable is is a good example, and I think it's it's amicable. You know they're the people in Zimbabwe are not confrontational. They, they, they're at, they want to please, they want to, they want to, you know, listen and try to do what's right. And and that makes a difference. I mean, and, you know, the USA is, uh, has been uh, trying the last few years to say the least in terms of hiring and sometimes finding the right people to fit positions. And, and uh, especially through COVID, it's been even, even more difficult, but having people who, have a high desire to to work to keep their job because they value it as, as you know there when the jobs are so scarce once they're able to get a job it, it does make a big difference but I'll, I'll kind of want to pivot a little bit I know our our model uh, our mission statement is a commitment to excellence while making a global impact for the kingdom and that is also means making a global impact in the communities and in the environment uh, you and I talked about it a little Is your dental office overwhelmed with scheduling, billing, and even insurance verification? Sign up with Support DDS on a non-contract basis for all your dental office support services. Sign up for a free 30-minute consultation with our team members on supportdds.com and we will make a customized plan just for you. Before we started, got a little bit more detail about how we got started, which was quite unusual. Uh, I think no doubt uh, God brings people together in different circumstances and connects you and to, to the yep. right people. Uh, I, 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 I knew where Africa was, but I'm not sure I could have pinpointed Zimbabwe on the map uh, seven years ago. And, and uh, now I've traveled there numerous times and, and uh, it's, it's uh, become a second home for me, quite honestly. I always look forward to, to making those visits. But when you think about impact, and I'm going to talk about your business and then tie that into the Zimbabwe business, because we know that with what we do by providing jobs, it's more than just providing that one person a job. It's typically having an impact not only on their immediate family, but even their extended family, because one good salary can can support people around them. But maybe talk about a little bit about how DECA has made an impact because you have a different model than the typical uh, DSO or dental office does. And, and how does that translate a little bit for you into making an impact there with personnel? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. So, you know, we at DECA, you know, when I started out, the, the goal was taking care of our guests, right? How do we get patients taken care of? So if they have a toothache on a Saturday or you know, are we open? And, you know, so it was really trying to solve that and have, have a better outcome for patients. But as the company's grown and gotten bigger, I think the most impact 
not too dissimilar from you is, yes, we're impacting the lives of the patients, but, you know, we're, we're providing a service, but, I, you know, the lives we're really changing are those of our staff and our employees and our team members. And as you get bigger and bigger, I think that is the most uh, fulfilling uh, thing anyone could ask for, you know, watching how you impacted someone's life, watching their families grow up, watching them be able to do things that they never thought were imaginable, not just financially, but even, even moving up the ranks, you know, um, and then watching those people impact other people underneath them. You know, that's, that's been the biggest and most satisfying part of, of my uh, career. You know, we're, we're different and to be able to, we're a de novo startup model that that's kind of how we built our business and to this day that's the bulk of our, our operations um to do that to provide all these things that are very patient-centric you've got to have people that believe in that now that was that was the first thing i learned and so culturally yeah you, you've got to be significant because people can very quickly see through and you know see is this is there we really believe that we want to be able to be open on saturday when a kid knocks their tooth out and we're you know and they need dental treatment um, do our dentists want to work Saturdays? Do they see value in providing that service? You know, so it's all kind of starts there and then it works its way back. And yeah, I think as, as we're, we sit today, you know, you just look at the number of people that are engaged in their local communities and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and, and the lives you touch, um, and the lives you change, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been a fascinating journey. It, it continues on. I think every, Every time we're at a at a company event or have you know whether it's sixty people or you know eight hundred people or whatever the number may be, um, you know it, it just you just look back and you kind of think about how you started the company and what your values were and then you watch those take a different life of their own and a different form of their own with everyone's own interpretation and it just it's it's just amazing yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because I, I follow you on LinkedIn and see a lot of the things that you put on there and the company puts on there and Dr. Patel puts on there. And, and it's very, the humility comes out because you're never talking about, you know, we have X number of practices now and we're the largest in this and I've got this award. I would say, and I'm guessing, but 95% of the things you put on there are team events. You're talking about, things your team did. I, I think he had something on, on there. It was at a football game yesterday. And it's always about family and team events and, and uh, working out that balance in your life. And, and that's admirable because most people are tooting their own horn uh, about what they've done in the industry. No, that's exactly right. But you've also got to remember the, the like, you know, I, I, I come from Zimbabwe, right? So you, yeah. what are the odds of, of uh, you know, the kid coming on his own and then trying to work through the system, understanding it, you know, falling in love with everything that this country offers and then building a business. I mean, which businesses just fail. It's tough. And then getting through COVID was one thing, but, you know, I started the business in 2009, right at the start of a recession. So oh, wow. I think a lot of the, you know, the, a lot of those qualities that we have as founders or leaders or people that start the company live through the company. And those are this, you know, numbers and those things I, I don't think that's anything to brag about. You know, I think having a team that's fully engaged and has your back and is willing to run through walls uh, for you and what you believe. And I think that's how, I mean, there's nothing more powerful than that, you know, and we're talking about, uh, you know, people in Zimbabwe having a lot of humility. I think the other thing is, is resilience. And, and you'll kind of see that, you know, you, they don't have a lot. You know, we grew up uh, watching kids studying under streetlights because that's the only electricity that was around, right? 
So I think when you see a little bit of that and then you come here, you, there's why wouldn't you be celebrating life, you know? And so it's, it is, we, we like to have a lot of fun. Uh, we, yes, of course we're a business and that's, that's very important, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a people business and there's, it's like having one huge family <laughs> it's, it's uh, and you get to know people even. And I think that's, that's the key for us. It's just been as, even though we've grown bigger and bigger, we've managed to really keep that family vibe, that family feel, um, where, you know, people can just come up and tell you what's going on in their lives. Um, and yeah, I think what you saw was, was at the Cowboys game uh, yesterday where, uh, you know, we, we brought, I think we brought 80 people uh, from wow. our team. All, and yeah. It wasn't even any specific. It was, it was dental assistants who've been with us. It was, it was dentists. It was front office. It was just a mix of people that have just been here are, are, are making an impact in, in, in the company and in, in our guests uh, experience. And, you know, so th those are things you don't, you know, you don't, it's an expense, but at the end of the day, uh, it was just so much fun. It was just like hanging out. And honestly, I spend more time talking to people than watching the game, but, uh, but anyways. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's interesting kind of going back to, to, to what you just said. And I, and I'm, I'm 99.99% sure you have no idea what, what our mission statement and core values are for our company. Uh, I mentioned the, the, the mission statement, but we only have five core values and resilience is right dead in the middle. Um, because we have learned that our team there, they are resilient. You know, we don't think about here to, we don't know what it looks like to live in Chittanguiza and to have to, to get to work, right? And that means public transport, that means taking combis, that means maybe making, maybe catching two, maybe even three different combis to get to work. And that they may have to leave two hours before they start work. And then we got people who get off at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and now they've got to go back home again. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, <laughs> I'm always amazed at their, their faithfulness and what they're willing to do to keep their job, but the resiliency, because as you said, um, you know, we all work in one central location primarily because we've got stable power, stable internet and things like that, but they still get to work every day. And here's an, another amazing thing that just blows me away. They dress nicer than I do. <laughs> they and do. Yeah, I, I have to when I when I go there, I'm, I'm like telling my wife, hey, honey, I, I got to get some better clothes out of the closet because I'm going to Zimbabwe. And yeah. it's amazing how nice they can look every day. But that's a testament to the pride they take in their dress and, and a level of excellence as well. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it better. Yeah. I mean, that's just been. Uh, you know, from the uniforms in school, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what you do, they will show up very well dressed. It's not because it's the most expensive stuff. It's just, it's just the etiquette and that's how they live uh, their life. And that's, that's, uh, that's embedded in, in that. That's very true. Yeah. It's not unusual for me to be driving down the road, headed to the office or somewhere. And I'll see a couple of three kids walking down the, you know, a dirt road or something headed to school and I'll just whip it over in the car and jump out and take a picture with them, you know, and say, my goodness, what pride they take and how they look every day. And just yeah. that that's important to them. Yeah. You're making me miss, uh, miss it. And then I need to take a trip down there myself soon. 
Well, you do that with me. That that way, you can show me around where what you, what you know that I don't know. That'd be the that'd be the way I'm to do sure that. I'm sure lots of things, but yeah, I would love to um, show you show you where where I grew up and places we went to. And we get a, we get all of our team members usually listen to these podcasts, and uh, they like to hear them, especially yours. Uh, you mentioned where where was it you went to school again? Yeah, so I, I grew up was born and grew up in Harare, and I went to St. George's. Um, and uh, I lived in Highlands. Okay, um, you know, yeah. Uh, there's a farm. I don't, I don't know if it's still there. It's called the Honeydew Farm. Um, you know, it may still be there, but it was around for a lot. It was there the last time I was, I was back there. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Just uh, for those people back in Zimbabwe, hopefully some of that stuff sounds familiar. Uh, and, you know, just, just glad to be connecting. Yeah. So matter of fact, uh, I believe that's right. My, some of our dear friends there uh, that have a company called ZimSculpt, they, they actually travel. They're in Florida right now taking sculptures from Zimbabwe and they live in the Highlands. So I kind of know where that that uh, that area there is. You start to learn all those suburbs because it's a big town, you know, like roughly three million people and uh, a lot going on. Anything you remember about there specifically about a, a restaurant or anything you used to do in those times that just like stands out? Yeah, I mean, uh, Nando's, the concept, which is obviously all over the world now, that, yeah. that had just come there and the, it was like the first one. And, uh, and you know, anytime we could get an opportunity, there was like, it was living big when, when you were out uh, doing that, but that was, that was like a treat. Um, and, and I'm guessing everybody at your company is really young, so they won't remember, but for the old timers, um, on Samora Michelle Avenue, there's, uh, there's an ice cream place called Dairy Den. And so it was, it was, uh, I, I think that's probably gone now too, but, uh, you know, we always, that, would, that was a treat too. If, if you did well in school or at the end of the week, you know, my dad would pull over, stop there and we'd get some ice cream. So just, just, just a lot of good, good fun memories from, from there. Yeah. It's, it's funny now. I know, uh, not, not far, uh, from the CBD right near our office in downtown and is uh, there's actually a, a, a Texas barbecue place. It says Texas oh. barbecue. And I always, I'm always laughing going, tried I it? haven't been in there. I keep, no, I haven't. But next time, yeah. I, this time I've said, I'm going to go there. Cause yeah, if they can get Texas barbecue right in Zimbabwe, then, then they can probably do anything. <laughs> they, well, well, uh, as you know, they love a good bra as yeah, they I'm like good. to say, not a, not a barbecue, but a good bra. Um, that's, that's one of their most, uh, sacred things to do. Well, you definitely are making an impact in the lives of others and, and through your business, uh, definitely are focused on the guest, as you call the patient, as well as your team members, which is the reason you've been successful. There's, there's no doubt, uh, obviously with our company support DDS and ZimWorks, it's been about, uh, our team members and our client facing staff, how do we invest in them so they can have jobs so they can provide for their kids and, and we can start to make an impact. But when you're busy, um, how do you, one of your core values is balance. I mean, how do you, how do you do, how do you, how do you handle balance with, with family uh, and work? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. And I'm not going to say I have it, all figured out. I think, uh, you know, when you love doing what you do, it kind of sucks you in. And so you naturally end up wanting to do more things and, and are, are working more than, uh, but you know, look, I, my, my kids keep me really, really grounded, you know, um, 
I, we still like doing everything, you know, for them, uh, you know, reading, bath, putting them down, uh, j j just all of that stuff. Um, so we don't like to outsource, uh, as, as I call it, a, a lot of those functions. Yeah, um, don't outsource that one. Please yeah. don't outsource that one. <laughs> but that keeps you really humble, right? Because all, all the kids care about, you know, for is you know if they're hungry they want to eat you know or yeah. they're, if they're cold they want to be you know warm if they want you to play they want you to play and so i don't know a lot of life is, is you kind of look at your own kids and you, you know they can simplify it for for you if you if you kind of pay enough uh pay attention uh to what they're doing so for me that's been very grounding but at the same time i think there's times you know just you have to be more involved in work because something's going on i think my kids have grown up watching me be on the phone, you know, and so it's not a, you know, if we're hanging out and it's a Friday or a Saturday night or a weeknight and it's after nine and, you know, it's a call from work that they, they're not going to be like, oh my God, like why, you know, they understand what it takes uh, when you build a business from the scratch is you have to do things others aren't willing or able to do. And that's what I always tell uh, my kids. And that's what I uh, tell the people in Zimbabwe, and, you know, if you guys, and if anyone can do things that others are either not willing or not able to do, then you'll you'll do well, you know, um, as long as you have a passion for it and you have a purpose of, and you really believe that you're you're making the world a better place. Uh, if you believe that, uh, you know, the rest kind of just follows. So I think my my kids balance me um, and it's it's not a balance where it's 50 50. It's sometimes 70 30 either way, you know, and then there's times when I'm with my family and that's all that matters, although my wife would tell you is the balances should be more on family <laughs> well it's interesting because uh, we we just had this conversation yesterday with my wife on a flight back home and and we were talking about god we need to be more dedicated uh we mean we're dedicated to intentional about a couple of dinner you know, our kids are grown out of the house so it's it's sure. how to have that during the week being more intentional with dinners and and uh, but i know over my 30 years of being in business she's learned that I may have to take a call on a Saturday. Or I may have to take a call at night, but it also, uh, especially with mobile technology and Zoom like we're doing here now and all these others, it's enabled you to be more flexible about where you're at and, and still be able to perform. But yeah, I tell you what, if you, for me, if I ever get out of that God family and then everything else, uh, that's when my world gets upside down is when I try to flip that around and I think that's a big part of the balance and I don't want to get into that but you know it's it's you've got to have it's just more than just work and family you got to have that um spiritual balance to feel yeah well good you know and you know but it's a conversation <laughs> for another day though. yeah that'd be another that'd be another that'd be an hour-long yeah. conversation yeah because I, I, I love to love to get into that well uh this has been tremendous i'm gonna i'm gonna throw four quick questions at you i call them a little rapid fire because i like to hear from you oh. off the cuff so you got to be ready because we didn't talk about these so uh never do i always throw these out there but um this has been enlightening it's again never had anybody from zimbabwe that's that's you know in business and i think your 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 success in business your success with your family being able to try to strike that work balance uh, and also just coming from Zimbabwe is uh, definitely an inspirational story for people that are there and knowing that you, you said it just a minute ago, if you, resilience, just continue to be resilient. Don't give up when things get tough. Don't, don't quit just short of reaching that goal. And you've obviously done that as well. Thank you. Okay. Quick four questions. Um, 
I'll give you an example. One time I tried to, when I was younger, I tried to open a skateboard park, massive fail. What's your biggest failure in business? Could be something you tried to implement, could be a business. What's your biggest fail in business? Yeah, I think in this one, I don't know if this is going to be the perfect answer that you're looking for. Most may not look at it as a failure, but I do. I, you know, there was a period when we started out and I kind of knew what to do with the company. So I look back, I think we could have done things a little bit faster uh, in the start and I should have just followed my gut. So yes, looking back, everything is great. But um, so I kind of look at that as, as one of my bigger uh, failures in, in terms of accelerating the, the growth. Well, no, that's true because um, many times we're waiting for the timing to be perfect, right? I got to have the right money. I need more time. I need more people, whatever it is. And sometimes that is a mistake, right? Sometimes you just need to move forward. All right. Favorite recent movie or TV show? Oh, man. Uh, I don't watch a ton of TV. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what the last thing I watched was. I was watching that F1 show that was going on around on, on Netflix, but I don't even know what it's called. Well, we'll we'll accept that. We'll accept some series on Netflix. You probably yeah. watch about as much TV as I do, which is zero. I think the only thing I might catch recently has been that one that's on. Uh, golly, you know, with the what is the one with the Duttons and the the the? Oh yeah, Yellowstone. Actually, that's, Yellowstone. Yeah. Finished watching that. There you go. Yeah. There you, there you go. go. So we both like, have something there. We yeah. both like that one. That's that's the only one I can watch. Uh, favorite book, recent book you've read. Uh, Industry related or non-industry related? No, I haven't read. A, I feel bad saying I've not read a book uh, recently. Uh, just just say Emmett Scott's DSO secrets, and then you get a lot of. You know what I I I, I did a testimonial for Emmett on there. I need to get a, a book from him, so uh, I need to get a copy of that. There you go. And last one, I always think this was the most fun. Is what is at the top of your bucket list you want to do with that could be with family travel. What is that bucket list item? Yeah, look, I, I, you know, relatively young, but I just, you know, my oldest is now eight and I just don't know how that happened. It went by so fast. And, wow. um, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, I think I just, we just look forward to traveling a lot, like, you know, and, and more internationally, just, just because I think the, the more exposure you have to different cultures and, different uh, foods and all the different values. So, you know, I think we're just looking forward to that. Um, love, we always love traveling as a family. And I think that's a true time where you're really spending quality time together because you're in a new environment and you, you know, it's, there's just so much happening as kids. Grow, I mean, you know this, uh, but yeah. kids grow really, really fast. And everyone used to say that, hold on, enjoy it, you know, enjoy it while you can. And I just sit here, I'm like, man, how is he, or, you know, how is it going by this fast? So I'm just trying to hold on and cherish whatever I can there. How old are they? Eight. And what's the other ages? Yeah. Eight, five, uh, three and five months. Okay. A brand new one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 At the spectrum right now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll comment on that because travel is something we did with our kids and I think it helped them gain some better values because we, we went to places, other countries where you, you saw that it was different than it was in the U S uh, now we went to other countries like Grand Cayman and that wasn't exactly uh, <laughs> slowing it down. But, uh, even as my kids got older, they even went to Haiti with me on a trip and got to see right. that how people live. They, they've, uh, both been to Zimbabwe and, and, and saw that. So, uh, well, I'll, I'll challenge you take your kids to Zimbabwe. They need to, they need to see all that. And, uh, that's, that's I'll meet a, you there for that ice cream. Yeah. That's a bucket list. I just want them to be a little bit older so they can understand. Well, yeah, I want to show them 
where I grew up, the house, the school, the back roads and, and all that good stuff. And, you know, before we wrap up, JW, you know, if you share this with your team in Zimbabwe, I'd be happy if, if, if they're receptive to it, to do like some kind of a live thing with them, uh, you know, virtually, wow. uh, you know, QFA, whatever. I, that, that, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, I, I, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm going to take you up on it because I do a little update once a month with them. It's a 30, 45 minute update where we get on Zoom and, sure. you know, we'll get, we'll get, you know, usually 300 plus will log in yeah. to that one and just, we make it as an optional right before work. And uh, so uh, that would be a full house. And so we'll, we'll, I'll definitely accept that and uh, set that up. Yeah. That'd be a lot of fun. I'd love that. I'd love to uh, reconnect. Absolutely. Well, that'd be fun. It'd be fun to do a little Q&A, like I said, just have people submit some questions uh, to, to do that as well. So, hey, man, this has been great. Um, it's something I always wanted to do. Again, we've known each other a couple of years, and uh, but, I, but we, I wanted to make this where it was something talking about the impact it had. And hey, you're a great role model. Forget about all the business stuff, because you know you're a role model there in the industry. But uh, I think it's uh, exceptional that you still have a heart. You still have a, a desire to see things happen and improve uh, in places like Zimbabwe. So I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. And thanks for making the time and, and having me on. I know it's, it's been an absolute pleasure and we've been wanting to do it for a while. So I'm glad I'm glad we did it. And who knows, maybe it'll be the start of something bigger. Absolutely. Well, thanks for everybody for listening to uh, Global Impact. It was great having Dr. Ahmed with us, and we look forward to having you again. Have a super day. This episode was brought to you by Support DDS. Sign up today for no contract services on supportdds.com.